You are listening to a Bible-based message from River Rock Church in Belle Plaine, Minnesota. We invite you to join us Sundays at 10 a.m. at 330 South Market Street. We also encourage you to visit riverrockchurch.com for more information and resources. Now here is today's encouraging message from our guest speaker. You are listening to Elliot Weens. Today we're going to talk about hope. The entire Bible from beginning in creation, God creating man, wanting to be with them to the end when Christ returns, is all about hope. But what about right now? This era seems full of the opposite. In fact, I could sit up here and list some of the issues off. And I'm pretty sure everybody mind goes to a different news story or uh, comedy routine late at night that says the same thing. And we're all exhausted with some of it. So today... We're going to talk about hope. Because our relationship with Christ brings us hope when the world seems to have lost it. So let's pray. And dear Lord, we are so thankful to be here before you today, uh, finding hope in you, Lord, and in the, the promises you have for us. So I ask that you help me to speak your words today and that, that somebody is influenced today with hope that is found in you. In your name I pray. Amen. So what does it mean to have hope? Well, Scripture tells us where hope is found in 1 Peter 1, 3-6. It says, Praise be to the Father, praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had suffer grief in all kinds of trials. Hope is only found in the resurrection of Christ from the dead. Every Easter, last week, we hear that message. But then, the next day, we hear hear the story, and the next day we wake up. The next week we wake up, and it feels like the world's lost again. But we find three things with hope. Because Christ rose from the dead, we have an eternal living hope. Because we have the Holy Spirit, we have hope in today. And finally, because we know we matter to God, we have hope for tomorrow. So if we look back to the first verse, we find, Praise be to God, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Hope through the resurrection. But what is it? It is a new birth, a hope of eternity with Christ in heaven. As Christians, we focus a lot on reminding others that Christ died for them. I know I've spent countless summers at camp, and kids ask me what it means to be saved. And I go, well, Christ died for you. But I often forget, oh, but then he rose for you. Because dying for somebody, anybody can die for somebody, but not anyone can come back to life. Not anyone can be resurrected and defeat sin. The resurrection shows the defeat over, over the things that humanity fears, death and sin. 
So we find that hope is alive. Hope arose from the grave, conquering sin. Satan has this temporary control of earth, over the world, but by knowing and surrendering to Christ, we give him control over our lives and our future. And yet, we fear today and tomorrow as much as we fear dying. We fear that the future that is out of our control. But God is clear that he is the owner of tomorrow. He is the one that has plans, even when we live in fear. I've got a bit of a passage here. But uh, Matthew six twenty four through 34 says, No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. You can't be enslaved to politics. You can't be enslaved to worry or fear or hate. And the verse continues, That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more important than food? And your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add to a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that they that are that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows what you need. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. I'm really hoping I didn't lose you when I talked about the birds and the lilies, because we're all a little exhausted, and I don't remember the last time I saw a bird. So, um, They're coming. They're coming. <laughs> as much as the sermon got pushed off from two months ago, and I almost got pushed off again another week. We're here. So, um, when we serve God, we trust Him with our tomorrow. Um, his plan is laid before us. We have hope for tomorrow. Proverbs 3 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all you do, and He will show you which path to take. I did the, the typical thing where I looked up the meaning of a word to, to preach, and I was really curious because I, I kind of switched over to trust from hope. So I looked up hope, and the first definition was a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. That's our hope in eternity. But the second definition was a feeling of trust. Okay, so that means... When, when you're not sure what's going to happen, you're still going to trust God. You're still going to have hope. So if you want to say trust in the Lord, you can also say hope in the Lord. 
They're interchangeable right there. Tomorrow might feel like it's falling apart, but God is taking care of it. And we need to keep pursuing him and trusting him with our path. Psalms 119.105 says, God's word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So let God look out for us and watch ahead for us. Trust his hope for the future. It might be a little rough, but God has a plan to use you to bring people to know him. And he has an eternal home in heaven for you. And while we learn to trust God with our tomorrow, the last verse is more than enough to hear for a time like this. It reminds us what we already know. Today's trouble is enough for today. I don't need to hear that three more times. I was reading it when I was writing it, and I was like, that's kind of an exhausting verse to hear. Because honestly, when you think about what you got going on for day, today, it's, it's troubling. But eternally we have hope. Tomorrow we have hope. And what about today? Well, in 1 Peter 1.6 it says, In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief and all kinds of trials. I know that today does not bring optimism. This is the part that always seems hopeless. And here's where I was bridging where I was going to go with the message. Am I about to give you the same message that I'm sure you've heard or thought before? We all know it. It's the same one that says everything might be terrible, you might be persecuted, but I want you to be happy. It's the passage in James, right? Do we rejoice in all trials? I don't want to give you that message, but I'm sure that it's really easy to be a little numb to it. It seems that whatever something bad happens, there's always someone with that verse ready to give it to us. It's a good verse to hear. Rejoice in all trials. And today does not seem good. Everything seems very messed up. If we're going to be honest, I know that the political and cultural issues often bring more concern than hope. We Christians need to stop focusing on all these issues, though. And I know uh, one of the tangents I want to go off on is we tend to share them on Facebook and get into arguments over them, right? We tend to see these arguments and we think, oh, well, I need to put in my points there and It's a huge struggle. We have created a culture of likes and retweets. We have lost a culture for change. We've lost a culture for, instead, we gained self-awareness. What I mean is when we post something on social media, it used to be to make others aware of what's going on, to, to learn about lives. And now it has become more about gaining attention. Am I looked at as wise, as funny, or as attractive? The more attention it gets, the more success we have attained as an individual. But what does this have to do with the hope? What does this have to do with today's hope? You might think I'm a little crazy trying to connect this. But what I'm trying to say is that if we, as Christians, view hope as a half-hearted attempt to reach out on social media through liking somebody's post, or saying we'll pray for somebody, or typing the yes, I believe in Jesus, type yes, or you don't. Have you ever seen that? (laughs) We're not sharing our faith of hope. We're sharing a cycle of lost people looking to start arguments and lose hope. So what is our call as Christians? Where do we find hope? 
Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Love God and love others. If you are a believer, you should believe the world needs to change. And this means voting, getting involved in in the social and cultural issues. But being a simple social media warrior won't win the battle. If we love those around us, if we serve others, if we work together with God in reaching others with hope, we, we find it. We need to share our hope. But what is it? In First Peter 4-5, through we found it. And into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, and who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. We are a people who have received an eternal inheritance. I wrote earned, and then I crossed it out because we haven't earned anything. God gave us this inheritance freely. We are shielded by God. We belong to him. Hope is in Christ. This means that when it feels like the world is falling apart, we know that God is still in control. Now, I could keep preaching on hope for four hours, and I could go back to use those verses. That doesn't change some of your worries. You might forget what I say, and tomorrow something frustrating happens in the news or work or school. We're going to go back to square one, and in our heads, all the questions are going to return. So where is our hope today when that inheritance seems out of reach? Romans 15.13 says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him, because you hope in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. We find that the Holy Spirit is walking with us. When Christ was resurrected, he sent the Holy Spirit to walk with us. We're no longer alone. We walk with God. Today, when we feel lost... God is here in our hearts picking us up. What does hope look like to the believer? Psalm 3, 2 through 6 says this. Many are saying of me, God will not deliver him. But you, Lord, are a shield around me. My glory, the one who lifts my head high. I call out to the Lord and he answers me from his holy mountain. I lie down and sleep. I wake again because the Lord sustains me. I will not fear, though tens of thousands assail me on every side. Okay, so I talked about James, and I talked about how I'm not going to use that, right? Because it can get a little redundant, and we can get a little focused. But I use this verse, which is Psalms, Old Testament, and poetry. And I use it for an important reason. Because this is the story of David when he was running from his son Absalom. He wrote this. Betrayed by his son, running from this nation which he had led, it turned against him. He felt hopeless. This nation plunging into sin and civil war, a son's relationship with his father broken, and his hope was not changing everything immediately. 
He wasn't going to gain the nation back in one day. But he found every day important to be woken up and sustained by the Lord. I call out to the Lord, and he answers me. I lie down and sleep, and I wake again because the Lord sustains me. When the nation crumbles around you, when you feel lost and broken, do you remember that God woke you up today? Do you remember that he loves you and wants to have a relationship with you today? He sustains you. So when you feel hopeless, when you look at a broken nation, when everything is falling apart, God is walking with you. God is walking ahead of you. And God has a place for you already with him. So we find that hope is found in Christ alone. In his resurrection from the grave, which brings hope to the world. Hope is found walking every day empowered with the Holy Spirit. And hope is found in the God that holds the future. Right? That's the Trinity right there at work. Jesus the Son, who died and rose. God the Father, watching over our future. And the Holy Spirit walking every day in our hearts. If you feel hopeless, God is there. It seems quiet sometimes. I cannot say that I have felt hopeful even this week at times, right? Sometimes we're all exhausted. Sometimes we're broken. Sometimes it is easy to forget that God holds the future. Sometimes it's easy to forget that God holds the present. But if we lean on him, will find hope. Reading your Bible will bring you more hope than arguing on a social media page. There's the quote, has anyone ever changed their heart through an argument? You know, maybe you can find a couple of people, but I know with my friends who tend to argue a lot, live in a house full of guys, they they get in those arguments. I've never heard somebody say, oh, you know what, you're right. (laughs) But praying will bring you more hope. Praying will also bring you more hope than an argument with someone who has different views. If you're arguing with somebody, you're talking to them, right? And you're having an argument, have a conversation. You know. But even more so, have a conversation with God who wants to hear your problems, who wants to give you hope. Once we establish a reliance on God as our source of hope, we have a job. Not to just go and share another post. And I'm not saying that social media is terrible and it doesn't help anyone. But I'm saying that often we sit on social media, but we don't know our own neighbors, our coworkers, or our classmates. I don't know my friends as well as I should sometimes, right? I've gone to hang out with friends, and we've all sat in our phones for half an hour of the 35 minutes we hang out. That's not a community, you know. We're forming a community on our phones and and losing a friendship. There are people that need to know hope, and you are who God wants to use. Let's work on putting down the phones and working on those relationships. So go share hope. Share the hope that you have for heaven. Share the hope that you wake up with that you have for your family and friends, and if you don't have this hope and you want it, listen, 
Hope only comes from when we surrender. It's found in Romans 10.9. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. This is what the future hope is about. Believing in eternity, believing in an an inheritance for you. The same God that died and rose for you has a plan for your life. He led you to hear this message of hope. He woke you out of bed this morning. And he's walking with you now and is in your heart. And when you have that hope, it is time to go share it. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you that you're a God of hope. We thank you for your plan for all of our lives that we can trust you with. Lord, we pray for the troubles in this time that have caused us to lose hope. We ask that you continue to show your power and and become, become the Savior this nation needs, Lord. Lord, help us to stop looking to, to social media. Help us stop looking to, to politicians, to, to people, but help us to look to you and to find you, Lord. In your name I pray, amen. You've been listening to a message from River Rock Church. River Rock Church exists to help people of all ages connect to Christ and live well lives. W stands for worshiping, E for encouraging, L for learning, and L for loving. God wants you to be well. We meet 10 a.m. Sundays at Chatfield Elementary School on 330 South Market Street in Belle Plaine, Minnesota. Visit riverrockchurch.com for our latest news and to access resources to help you and the people you care about live well lives.